0: finals came I stepped in the box and it was all I could think about
1: welcome to social kick I'm Brian Lundquist we got the full crew Dr. John Mullen Luke Paddington and on the west coast Jack Alexi what's up man how you doing how you doing good to be here yeah we're good well hey we started off with some questions that the audience submitted to us on Instagram at social kick swim first this is from Hank Rivers who says I heard Jack thinks LeBron is the goat is that true (laughs)
0: <laughs> um I don't think that's true. I think Michael Jordan's the goat. Um me and Hank are teammates at Cal and We have this debate, it's an ongoing debate between who's who's the greatest um basketball player of all time. So my books it's it's Michael Jordan and his it's LeBron James. But you know, we all we all know we all know who's who's the real goat. So
2: I uh, I'm just very glad we can continue this podcast now, because if you had said LeBron mm.
1: <laughs> There we go. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, for, for Jackson, I know Luke's a Warriors fan, so I think he's in the yeah. Steph Curry uh, go. camp. But all right, well, speaking of the real goat, Ruth Conley, 25, wants to know, opinion on Taylor Swift? <laughs>
0: not a huge Taylor Swift fan. Um, I guess I understand, like,
1: why she is a massive fan base, but I'm not a part of it, yeah. <laughs> all right so we know that jack's not listening to taylor swift right before a, a big hunter freestyle <laughs> noted <laughs> uh, axelander underscore underscore wants to know is water wet um yeah i think so i mean i yeah i think so yeah <laughs> <laughs> I have to say that uh, a lot of times when I get in the pool, then uh, I'm in first and nobody else is getting in, they're just standing out on deck and they're like, how's the water? I'm like, ah, wet. Yeah, Seems to be my, my typical quip. Um, yeah, but you do feel right.
2: wet when you're out the water. You don't feel wet in the water. And if it's raining, go underwater. You don't get wet.
1: See? Did you All submit right. this question? <laughs> it is what? Did you stack the deck? <laughs> All right. Last one. D underscore Rose 1000. Favorite movie. What's your favorite movie, Jack? Favorite movie.
0: Um, I love the Harry Potter movies. Um, hmm. Out of the Harry Potter movies, probably Harry Potter 6.
1: And then outside of the Harry Potter series, probably uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, Ford versus Ferrari is a good one. But word on the street is uh, T Swift likes herself some Harry Potter, so you might not be a fan, but you guys have that in common. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, Luke, it's all you. Yeah, yeah. So we we have a little segment called
2: Fish Out of Water. We just dive in a little bit of your background and where you've ended up and what what's that been like. So we kind of cross paths differently. I I left the Bay Area and I went to New York. And you left Jersey and you went to the Bay Area, right? So we have—I kind of know where you're from. You know where I was from. So let's talk about that a bit. Um, the, the big thing here right now in New York is the whole controversy. But first of all, what, what does this mean? And when are you going to do this? When you finish race, what does this mean? <laughs> Tommy DeVito, a, the Giants. What does this mean? Yeah, Explain. I know it's some sort of Italian
0: um, kind of. Gesture. I'm not sure exactly what it means, but
2: I've seen Tommy Devito do it before. <laughs> so you so your friends growing up in Morristown, Jersey, you guys didn't do it out around. You didn't see people do that really growing up. Not really, no. Not really, yeah. No. All right. So so 10 minutes from your school, Del Barton school, there's Caneligos Conig- yep. um, pizza. Is that a good spot? Tell me about it. I heard it's really good. What's the what's the name of it? Conference. Con- Conigli, C-O-N, I-G-I-L-I, <laughs> Coniglio's. Coniglio's. I haven't. Old fashioned. I haven't, um, <laughs> I haven't been there. Um, uh,
0: good,
3: it's right downtown. Pizza,
0: yeah, good pizza places around me. Uh, Dante's Pizzeria, um, yeah. Millie's Tavern in Morristown, yeah. um, Lenny's Pizzeria. I don't think I've been the that one you just Coniglio. talked about though.
2: Maybe no, i to try. Because they made the news this week because uh, about. The veto making our parents at a pizza shop and doubling the parents' fee and what have you. So uh, talk to me about growing up in, in Morristown uh, in McFad and McFad and what's it like. I mean, let, let's talk about the pools, right? Um, there are not many great pools in Jersey. Mm-hmm. What, how many long called pools? Three, you know, in all of Jersey, yeah. and how many, um, how many talk about that, the pools and where you swam at and your background from there.
0: Yeah, definitely. So yeah. I originally started swimming at just we had, there's a bunch of like summer league pools around the area. So I yeah. swam at the Burnett's um swim team to the summer team. And then just five minutes down the road from there is the Summer I was at Hills YMCA, where yeah. I mainly practiced when I was um in age group swimmer and throughout high school. Um I also practiced when you know my club merged with um Somerset Valley Club. We trained at the Bridgewater YMCA, so it's 10 minutes down. Um two eighty seven the highway. So and that that's kind of where I practiced, um had most of my practices. And then in like yeah. the Morristown area for the Bar and High School meets and practices we would practice at uh Mobeard School, Morristown High School. Um but yeah, there's not many like um not many long course pools in our area. The only, I think the only ones are Rutgers, Princeton, and um Berkeley Aquatics. Um Berkeley yeah. Yeah, and we, we we like there's like a summer like a long course pool that we train for like a month in the summer, um, but it's not. I mean, it's really it's a nice facility, but it's like a you know it's like summer like club like relaxing. So it's not like too advanced like Rutgers or anything like that.
2: Yet Jersey has produced some amazing swimmers recently, from you know yourself to McFadden to Curtis to you know think everybody. Do you think pool matters, or you have a lane you can train? It's a program. It's the grit. What do you guys think about needing a pool, uh, you know, the the pool to perform?
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, it goes, I think it's both, like, I think obviously having resources and a nice pool to train it helps. But I think, you know, a lot of the hard work and performance that, you know, I've seen in the rest of, you know, USA athletes have seen coming from New Jersey. um, They've just the main distinction is like not, not what practice, not what coach who coaches them, not, you know, what pool they train at. It's like what they do when, when those practices, what internal drive they have within the practice, you know, how are they going to get better? Um, you know, whether, whether they're swimming in like, you know, a shallow, you know, 25 meter pool with, you know, four lanes or an eight lane pool, long course, you know? Um, so I think, you know, the pool definitely, I think it matters a little bit, but, you know, you're not going to get better if, you know, you're not just, if you're just kind of floating around Mm -hmm. and, Kind of goofing off in like a really nice pool yeah. so it kind of just is on yourself you know a coach can only really do coach helps you a pool helps you but it's really on yourself to you know get to the next level
2: i 100 uh you've you've come from quite a genetically gifted family athletic wise right from your parents basketball players your siblings all you know state champs and your brothers at cal now with you um mm-hmm. and then talk to me about you know what do you think helped shape where you are right now? Is it the, your family's support, some of your genetics, your coaches at Del Barton, your coaches at the Y, you know, what Why? What experiences of Why brought you terms of grit and training? You know, talk about that background before you got to Cal. What what what, what helped build Jackalaxy, you think, to where you are now?
0: Yeah, so, you know, I have three other siblings, an older sister, Kate, older brother, Max, yeah. and younger brother, Rob. And like, we have a pool in our backyard, um, in New Jersey, and my parents just originally wanted each of us to know how to swim for safety reasons. You know, in case yeah, you know yeah. something happened, just you know, prevent from drowning. So my sister like we learned how to swim, take swim lessons, and she joined the um the Burnsville swim team, the summer summer league. And then my older brother Max did it. I did it, and then Rob did it. And then we yeah. each kind of just got involved in the YMCA um yeah. team and swimming, and we each kind of just followed our in our siblings footsteps um so i think the ymca like in general has created a lot of you know some of my my best memories in my life and in Mm -hmm. the sport of swimming just Mm -hmm. coming from age group swimming you know practices you know i might have not always enjoyed you know at like 12 years old like swimming every day for two hours but you know looking back (laughs) on it some of the best memories i've had and you know relationships that i've created you know when i was eight years old they still maintain today um and have really close friends that I've swam with throughout my years. Um, and I think that's an interesting unique thing about the YMCA is that it creates this kind of team environment and, and great relationships, not only, um, like on your teammates, but also the coaching staff, you know, we've, I've had a lot of different coaches and coaching changes, which is a great thing because I've been able to get to know a lot of different people, get to know a lot of different, um, coaching perspectives, and just learn a lot of from different people. Um, and then from the from the high school swimming perspective, you know, club swimming is it's it's tends to be more individual and time based, whereas like high school swimming, similar to college swimming, it's very team based. So you know, mm-hmm. the times you know they matter, but not they don't matter as much as the place does. You know, so getting you know second and third place is, is better than you know you going a best time and winning the event because it's better for your team. So I yeah. think that's really interesting. Um, just my perspective on that and i think the great thing one of the greatest things about swimming as i mentioned earlier is just the relationships that you build um Mm -hmm. Mm i have so many people throughout you know my years like coaches you know mentors teammates um and i've been able to be part of so many great programs that it's really rewarding and i think that's been able to create who i am today um and you know allowed me to 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 get a chance to swim for Cal, get a chance, get a chance to swim for Dave Durden and, and, you know, allow myself to take on that next sleep after my senior year and go out to Cal and,
1: um, really get things in motion. Jack, I was telling somebody recently that, um, one of my earliest, maybe my earliest memory is from taking swim lessons as a kid. Like, I just wonder if like you have a thought about what is the earliest memory you've ever had as a human? Because, um, Like mine were all in the pool or related to that. And that kind of set the trajectory for like where my life ended up going and swimming. But then there's other people who, you know, have sort of a different introduction and find the sport late. So I'm just curious, like from the beginning with you um, and kind of the backyard swimming, what do you remember from those early days? And like, when did your, when did your life transition and your Mm. focus on swimming transition from dominating sharks and minnows to, uh, (laughs) you know, dominating hunter freestyles? (laughs) Yeah. So
0: I think some of the earliest memories I had in swimming just come from like my backyard with my siblings and friends that, you know, just going in there, you know, we're just playing around, you know, we have, we have dogs. So just playing with the dogs in the water um, and whatnot, obviously, you know, uh, when you're like eight years old, I when I started, I started swimming when I was seven years old. That's when I joined like the summer league team in there, my YMCA my, my team, um, and it's just like when you're that young, you know, you're having fun with it. Like the coaches make you real fun for you, um, and that's like the biggest thing I think for any age group swimmer. You know, even like today, for how I'm, I'm twenty years old, I think you know having fun with it is always is is, is important, really important, and whatever you do. So, you know, having really fun, just some practices. Um, and then, yeah, like definitely as I got older, um, maybe, you know, just from like ages like eight to like 12, 13, 14, it's kind of, it's doing the practices, you know, and then you go, you know, you dress for me and then you see what happens. You know, you're just, it's just another sport. You know, I've, I've played multiple other sports in my life during that same time, like basketball, lacrosse, you know, track. So it was just kind of another sport and I approached it without any pressure or anything like that. Um, and then, you know, as I got, you know, in high school, like eighth grade and in, in freshman year, high school, I kind of started thinking about, you know, what, what, what kind of sport I want to do and focus on think like holy and who, what I want to do, you know, in college. So out of, you know, the sports I did play, but our swimming was my, I was the best at swimming. So I chose to do that. Um, and you know, like yeah, freshman year of high school, I kind of just had this realization that, you know, I knew that I was one of the the more advanced swimmers in the country. And I knew that I could yeah. have potential to swim for, you know, one of the top division one programs. So that just kind of motivated me even more to just work hard and, you know, race fast. Um, and yeah, like I when I got when I even got older sophomore and junior year of high school, um, I had my like list of schools that I wanted to um, potentially swim for, and cows at the top of that list. So, I think I'm just really fortunate for you know everything that I've that I've been able to do with this sport. You know, it started off just so simple, learning how to swim and, and just float and being safe in the water. To you know what I yeah. what I've accomplished so far. So it's really it's really rewarding.
2: Well, let's talk about that. So I mean, <laughs> what a change from from your experience um, swimming at Wise and Del and in Maristown. To swim for to the best college team in the country to swim to the place that has created some one of the greatest freestylers ever to, to being around to you know the olympic head coach uh you know you're swimming world record holders olympic gold medalists on deck you show up in in, in berkeley what two and a half years ago now right two and a bit what was that like your yeah. first year and what changed in your second year um you know perhaps your comfort levels what is it like to adjust and, and what was it like What's it like now? How were you accepted? How's your teammates? So talk about the experience of literally a whole new world for you. Yeah.
0: So I remember in high school, um, I met, I got the chance to meet like Ryan Murphy, Nathan Adrian at like some, some like arena pro or tier pro meets um, when Mm -hmm. I was younger. And um, I got some pictures with them and stuff. And then, you know, fast forward, like 18 months, you know, from then jumping in or, having like Ryan Murphy jump in your lane for practice, you know, first week on campus, it's pretty, like pretty cool thing. Um, oh, yeah. and like people like I think it's just really rewarding to see how, when I first got to Cal immediately, everyone's very like welcoming. Like I, when I visited there, obviously like I, I came, to, I went, I committed to Cal for the team culture, you know, the great academics, mm-hmm. great school, great coaches. And it was just everything I expected to I, everything I was expecting for, Um and it 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 just truly is special. I mean, really special program there. Um, you know, every day is truly something I I I don't take for granted. And I know I'm gonna look back on, you know, these you know past two years and and hopefully the next you know couple years and just think about every day. It was really special, you know, in practice creating memories, working hard. You know, you look to your right and left and you see just crazy times being pushed in practice and you're like, well, well damn, like I'm, I'm part of this now, you
1: know?
0: Yeah, so it's yeah. inspiring, it's motivating. Um, and it's really special to be part of something bigger than myself.
2: I, I agree. And it's, um, it's amazing how we think it's amazing. And then next year it gets even more and more. Like it keeps adding to the, the swimmers, you know, when Brooks joined and then your rookie class that came in. It's it's crazy what Cal is continuing to prove. The women's team, how it's growing. It's unbelievable. You know, Josh coming in to coach you guys. It's unbelievable. Um I'm gonna a couple of rapid fire questions for this section. And but I wanna do want to get into that cal environment, that training environment later on with the guys. But some rapid questions that we got. Um, some swimmer from uh, called Brendan Burns. Uh, he asked, uh, "Favorite Sopranos character?"
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, Chris Moltisanti. I gotta say, all right. Just because I think Why? he's I don't know. I think the Sopranos as a, as a whole one of the greatest shows and has ever been created. I think um, a lot of good a lot, a lot of good characters. Like it's a great show. I mean, I think you know, Chris does a great like his character is a great. Kind of representation of the dark and 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 like this, like dark and and light part of life and and of ups and downs and everything. So I think he does a good job in, of embodying that whole character. So,
2: well, this next question is energy. Well, this next yeah. question from a certain Gabriel Jet from Cal says, if you had to give up one, The Martian or The Sopranos? <sighs> Crap. The Martian's got to go. I think. Just
0: you know, you can't. You know, you can't give up a whole six seasons of a show for
1: for one movie. But The Martian is a great movie. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> wait, over under? How good. many?
1: Over <laughs> under? How many times have you watched The Martian? I am set the over under at uh, fifteen. Luke, what do you think? Ten. Oh, under fifteen. Uh, under fifteen. Yeah. All right, I think it's Luke. Jack, how many times have you watched The Martian? It's definitely under
0: fifteen. I don't know for sure. It's maybe like close to ten times, maybe. But I like we always right. like. I live in a house with you know seven other other teammates, and they were always like, "We should watch a movie," and I'm always the first one to suggest The Martian, <laughs> and they always laugh at me and like. I, I say it's a great movie, and they agree with me, but like we, we've seen it so many times. But yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I I, a I did movie. a film. I did a film many years ago when it first came out, and I I mimicked the creative after *The Martian*. I was really impressed by it. It was it's a really good movie. So I agree. Um, okay, a uh, question from Troy Roe underscore underscore. What's the worst pool in New Jersey, and why is it GCIT? GCIT. I don't think
0: GCIT <laughs> is the worst pool in New Jersey. I think I don't know. I don't. I'm not gonna like. I don't want to like call it any like any pools or 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 teams, but. I, I, I mean, I know why like, people don't like GC, GCIT. Um, I think it's, it's a nice pool. It's a long course pool. It's one of the, like, I forgot to mention that earlier, one of the only long course pools in New Jersey. Um, it's kind of depressing in there though, and very dark. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I've swum there a few times for, for high school um, championships and some of their meets, so yeah.
1: Hold on, I gotta tell you about my worst pool, Luke. Because the we used to go swim at this pool in downtown Atlanta when I was a kid, and I don't know if the pool's still there because it may have gotten torn down. But we used to call it the Bullet Hole Pool because it was, it was lined in glass and it was downtown, and there were bullet holes like in the top uh, portion, like glass pan up in the pool. Like, uh, I don't think this is in the best part of town. Maybe we shouldn't come here oh, anymore. Ventilation, it's <laughs> ventilation, Brian. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> We would have this
3: one pool in Ohio it was an outdoor pool. And we'd swim there in the summer and it was next to this river. And whenever it rained a lot, the river would overflow into the pool. And then there'd be like, uh, critters and animals in the pool. I only swam there until I was like eight, but yeah, some fond memories about that pool that was eventually condemned as one could imagine. What was your team? The Ohio Beavers. <laughs> uh, I think that's when I swam for a Y team, the, the Kittering Y, maybe the sharks there, but yeah, the Beavers would have been a good one. It was more like uh fish and, uh, I don't know, lizards and stuff that would wander in the pool. (laughs) It's (laughs) very much like a Trinidad pool. Uh, I'm going to get back to a couple
2: more Jersey questions. Um, You know, this is from Tave dot C underscore North Jersey or South Jersey. I say North Jersey, just because I'd like if this is where I'm from. Like,
0: I think a lot of people, a lot of people diss New Jersey and think it's, you know, not very beautiful or you know very very condensed and it, it in parts it is um i'm i think where, where i'm from it's more you know a lot of nature a lot of forests surrounding me um which i enjoy and i like but you know i always like going down to the jersey shore and hanging out with friends in there but oh, jersey
2: yeah, I think it's a, a reputation that Jersey people put out there. So people don't come to Jersey. I just moved to White Plains and I really like Jersey. I like the, the shops, the hours, the people there. I, the only thing I don't like about Jersey, um, you can get arrested for pumping your own gas. I'm like, what? You can get arrested? It's I didn't against, know you can get arrested. It's against the law. I don't think you get no, arrested, really it's bad. against the
1: law. Yep. Yep. So that, Are there like right. TikTokers who uh, film themselves? Pumping their own gas and getting away with it. Is that what I the world in so much <laughs>
3: trouble? <laughs>
1: All right. L- last question before
2: you go. Um, how long have you known Darry and Matt Fallon? And 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 um and, because we know a lot of the um other summers uh from Jersey out there from Nick Fink to David Curtis, like I said, to Henry who who is younger. How long have you known Darry and Matt Fallon? Do you think those are the closest, oldest national teammates of yours?
0: Yeah, definitely. I've known both of them yeah. since I was like eight nine years old um i swam with Dari on you know new Jersey own teams and we've, we've remained very close um just swimming you know against each other at like ruckers like meets throughout the year um like junior, junior nationals um like u.s open nationals all that stuff and then really special to be on the same team um with him at cal and it's he's a great guy great friend and then you know matt fallon i the same thing i've been swimming with him since eight years old he he was on my ymca team for about four years i want to say and then he went to like a, another local, local ymca and then eventually um on my senior year those teams uh, merged together so we were able to swim together again actually um and yeah i mean obviously great great uh friends of mine um and teammates and and definitely will stay in touch with them long after we uh stop swimming
2: no, that's awesome we just had both of them on recently um, um have you ever come to darry's defense because he says he's been called dare more than Dari in his life have you ever come to his defense or like his name is not <laughs>
0: i don't i think i have a few times um it's mostly at um at like swim meets where i notice it the most because they'll be announcing the results or something it's like you know first place you know dare rose and like everyone's thinking like Dare, like you gotta get it right it's dary rose not there um so yeah he's had that problem um since you know he was a younger swimmer but you know people will eventually get it right and i think i think he's earned that so
2: (laughs) Uh, and i have one last question if new jersey was a country and competed paris would they medal in the four by one medley
0: it definitely could i mean given off you know i think I think you need I think we could it's actually. Yeah.
3: last Dustin.
1: Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh geez. Wow. Yeah. Fink. I think they would.
2: I
3: think we could. Yeah. I think they
2: could. Yeah. So so for, for the audience, Destin Lasco, Nick Fink, Darry Rose, and we this need a good freestyler. Gotta think of one.
1: Hmm. <laughs> Can't pronounce his name. Probably is it is it is it jock? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
3: So jacked. <laughs> all right. So next, uh, we're going to get into a section. Um, I've spoken at a lot of conferences. People, whenever you speak at a conference, want you to have all the answers. And Jack, you're an elite swimmer. I'm sure many people come with you with all their swimming-related questions, wanting the best information. So we're going to get into a section that will hopefully answer some, but not all, with our section called Science-ish. <laughs> So, what would you say is the best thing that you do technically, or what thing do you do technically better in the pool than other elite swimmers?
0: Um, I think one thing that I focus on a lot, and I think I do a great job of doing, is getting a really good catch position with um, my stroke. So, getting this nice, like, uh, like angle with your shoulder, with your elbow right here. Uh, making sure your, your elbow doesn't drop or your shoulder doesn't drop when you do your stroke. So just getting a really good, good strong catch here, and then engaging like your whole, you know, lat, tricep, um, and just getting engaging that whole muscle. Um, I think that one of the things I talk about with my coaches and teammates at Cal is the, the importance of like a quick breath in your stroke. So getting your head, you know, as your as your left hand comes around getting your head back in line and back centered before your, your, your right hand comes down and enters the water. And then I think Mm -hmm. like that breath and like focusing on the catch as well, kind of just fuels this, you know, fluid motion, um, in my stroke. Um, and I think, you know, breathing every two allows me to do that. And if I focus on like the quick breath, getting the hand back over and the catch, Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of my money spot and what I focus on, um, most in practice.
1: Jack, um, this is a problem for me in my career. So, just curious, a selfish question: Do you feel like you have the same uh, catch quality with both arms, or is there like one that tends to be more of a focus or opportunity? I think both arms
0: are pretty good. I think my sometimes I have a tendency for my left arm when I enter; it kind of just veers like it just goes like out a little bit instead of like getting this good good position here. So keep that in mind as well. But I think, you know, it's pretty, um, pretty uniform. Both arms are pretty, you know, similar and and
3: consistent. Hmm. Now, Luke McGill from Instagram kind of asked a question that might feed into this and wondering what your number one freestyle drill is. So is there any drill that you have to really lock in that feeling for that catch?
0: Yeah, I think just, um, I do a lot of like, it's called like catch drills. So you just basically just, you're on your your stomach almost like sculling and you just do like this quick kind of motion with your arms and it gets like this motion here, this nice mm-hmm. angle with both your arms and you do it like really fast, kind of move like that. Yeah. Um, another good drill I, I like to do, it's not more, it's not really about the catch. Um, it's more just making sure your body's fully engaged and, and, and tensed up. So I'll just put fins on. And I'll be kind of on my side with one hand on a kickboard and then another hand, just doing a slow kind of stroke over and then like back and then do a full stroke. And then as you do that full stroke, you like press down the kickboard and kind of get this catch position here. So I think that it combines the catch position a little bit as well just keeping tone in your body. So those are two
3: good drills I like to do. You mentioned earlier, you've, like you said, you've had different coaches, and you've had a lot of, obviously, elite teammates. Have you ever tried anything in practice, whether it's a set or a technical thing, when someone said, said it to you, you're like, this is ridiculous. And then you end up doing it, and you're like, wow, that actually helped out a lot, or that connected. Does anything come to mind with that? Um, I remember,
0: I'll tell one story. So I remember my freshman year, we're just starting Taper for NCAAs in March. And this is when, um, David Marsh came, came in to help us for that spring season. And, you know, eventually left this coaching, coaching position at Cal. Um, but I remember it was our first practice with him. We got up the weight belt. So a weight belt, you know, I don't know, a five, 10 pound weight, um, around like a like a belt and you put it on your waist and he's like, he's playing the set. It's like, all right, we're going to go like six twenty fives. like on the way down, you're going to, put the white ball on and crawl in the bottom of the pool, like an alligator, like an alligator crawl. And I'm kind of just, I'm like, all right, like, all right. Yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> um, and I never did get a full explanation on what that is, what that was for. Um, but, you know, he always has, he's a very unique coach and someone that I've learned a lot from in the past, you know, two years. And I think there, if there, he always makes up, like the it's that kind of coach he is, he makes up the set as he goes, very um, individualized. And, you know, it's a great unique thing about him. And he always has some intention behind it. Um, so even though that I didn't really know the intention there, I know there was one. Um, so,
1: yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs> I started thinking what making like an alligator is I remember we used to do like a crocodile drill that was supposedly you know, like dropping down to the bottom of the deep end and then swimming across the bottom of the deep end and then up. So it's like 25 underwater, but just down and staying on the surface. I don't think I ever did an alligator drill. Neither of those was I like putting myself into the mind of an alligator. So I don't know. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, being at Cal, you must have seen some other, you know, crazy performances or crazy practices from other athletes or maybe even on the national team. Any come to mind that really stood out? It could be like oh, a 75 time or someone just having an amazing practice that just blew everyone's mind or got everyone's attention.
0: Yeah, I'll tell one, one practice that we had this past fall. Um, it was a Friday afternoon and we set up the, the short course, um, up and, we were gonna suit up for the set, so I was gonna do each one. Kind of varies from person to person. So I was doing four seventy fives freestyle from a block to a hand finish, and it would be on like fifteen minutes, just plenty of rest in between, um, and just kind of go as fast as possible. So like I that was my version of the set. Like, like for example, like my teammate Bjorn, he did like two seventy fives freestyle. And then 275 is backstroke so kind of variation in that um, some other swimmers did different strokes um dustin he did two freestyle with me then he did a 75 IM, and then a 125 IM. so it kind of very varies in that way in that sense um but for my variation or we started doing the we started the warm-up for the set we put our suits on and then it was a cloudy day in general and then it started pouring rain mm-hmm. and you know it was a really cool environment because like here's you, you know Men, women teams, all there together. All the coaches are there. You know, it's pouring rain. We get the music blasting, and it's like, all right, like we're here. Like you know, let's get up on the blocks, race in this environment. You know, and it's kind of, I don't know. That those those are kind of kind of my favorite moments in in, in Cal practices. Just getting, mm. you know, the weather might be might be crappy. You know, and I might feeling good, but there's always going to be the majority of the group is just getting fired up, ready to go, um, and just make sure that everyone's going fast at that at that given moment. Um, so I know that me, for that 3 style75 75s, you know, me, Bjorn and Destin racing each other, and we were all hitting, like, 30-point lows to the hand, like, consistently. Um, apart from that practice, I have seen some pretty crazy times from Destin Lascaux. He's an insane, insanely hard <laughs> trainer, and he, he can, can go pretty fast in practice whenever he wants. We did this oh. one set, um, I believe it was 2050s. And, you know, I was doing my first 10 were just kind of just cruise going like 26, 27, um, just kind of cruise and they're on a minute. So then the next 10 would be at best average pace, but because of a sprinter, that's my variation of the set and Dustin, he had to do or, um, twenty fifties like all out best average. And then, you know, Dustin was, you know, was keeping up with me and even beating me on some of them when I was, you know, fresh at number 11 and he was, you know, after 10, he was still up keeping up with me. Um, so he was, you know, he's an insane, insane performer and and trainer. Um, I don't want to give away too much of, the, of his secrets, but, um, yeah, I think like the, as, as a whole, the Cal group has, yeah. I've seen some some crazy stuff in, in practice and it's truly just, and it's, it's motivating. It's inspiring because, you know, it's, it's all right. If we can go this time in practice, you know, imagine we can go at the end of March, you know, and suit in the race environment and you know, we're shaved down. So it's just really exciting to see that happen every day.
3: Well, we're we're all sprinters here. You got to redeem the sprint crew a little. What's a, a sprint set you've done recently that maybe didn't look that hard, but was actually a killer set? Um,
0: probably we did this one set with um with uh, Marsh. It was just a small sprint group, and it was long course. Um, and it'd be like it'd be like twelve fifties. Like the like, odds would be like underwater to halfway, and then the rest easy, and then the way back hitting back in speed. So, for I was doing with Bjorn. So for me and Bjorn, would be like, or me Bjorn and Brooks were doing it. So it'd be like all this hitting like twenty four low, twenty four mids, and it'd be in like a pretty tight interval. So there's not much like rest in between. Um, I think like on paper it doesn't seem that hard because you're just thinking like, all right, back in speed, like I can do that, you know, and like actually doing that and going into the underwater segment after definitely got the heart rate up. Um, but you know, really just like even any, any hard set, you just kind of have to approach it with the mindset of like, all right, like I'm going to do this set, whether I like it or not, just kind of go in there, get something out of it. Um, and do it, do what I have to do within that, like, you know, hour two hour block to be able to achieve your goals. So that's kind of my, mm-hmm. even though, even if it's a hard set or dooming set I'm kind of just dreading to do, just kind of, that's how my mindset is approach it. So.
3: Awesome. Now, going to get into some rapid fire about the weight room and other things. Um, Alan underscore EPM wants to know what your max deadlift is. Max deadlift? Ooh.
0: I don't know. I don't. Maybe like, I don't think I had ever tried to do a max deadlift before. But <laughs> we do <have> like the <laughs> trap bar lifts and like trap bar deadlift jumps and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. We go up to like three fifteen on those. I know it's not necessary to like.
3: Insanely heavy, but I don't think I've ever tried to max out my deadlift. Well, maybe you can redeem yourself. Katamari, uh, wants to know how many pull-ups can you do? Pull-ups. So my freshman year, I was able
0: – we do like a, do a pull-up test, test each year in the beginning of the year. My freshman year, I was able to do – I believe it was 17. Last year, yeah. I was able to do – it wasn't as much. I think it was maybe like 14 or 15, and this year I hit 20. So kind of varies in that sense. And I know, like, I'm not trying to make excuses, but, you know, my arms are longer than some of the other guys on my team. And they can just, you know, rip out pull-ups and bang out pull-ups, you know. And, you know, 20 is like like my max for me right now, I'd
3: say. So. Well, speaking of that, underscore David's BD wants to know, what is your wingspan? Wingspan?
0: I don't know know the exact. Um, It's definitely over seven feet. I know that um i don't know the exact i don't know, I, never, I never like measured it before but i know it's like significantly taller than
1: than i am so i wonder how many seven foot wingspan people in the entire world can do 20 pull-ups i can't imagine there's more than five yeah <laughs> that's pretty crazy yeah, yeah i agree
3: all right, last one on your physique here because clearly people are very interested with your <laughs> physique. Uh, Sam Coach Swim wants to know, how big are your feet? And we had a few different people asking about that. So I'll, I'll let you guys read into that one. But
2: well, let's guess first. Let's guess. I say you're size 14, 5'15". 15. You're 15. Brian, what do you think yeah. it is? Uh,
1: wait, yeah, I would have said 15. I'll go 16. We'll keep
3: up it again. <laughs> it's it's it's
0: 15
3: yeah 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 Yeah, yeah. typecasting all right and then the most common question had to do with your infamous start at world championships wanting to know ranging from kind of what went through your mind how many practice starts did you do between semis and finals after um you had had the block give you issues so maybe talk us through kind of what happened and and how you uh, recovered from that because it really was uh you know a, a great swim and even natalie hines we talked to her right after worlds and she was like the the best swim was watching that race and just watching you stay relaxed and recover after such a tough start
2: mm-hmm.
3: yeah
0: after i'd say after the prelim race like i went like a best time i think i was mm-hmm. seven six, and i was just feeling like really good like really go, going into the semifinals, really confident and i don't know like going on the just getting the race prepped and everything I did was standard, you know, um in the ready rooms, you know, just stayed in my process, even though I walked down the walks. So everything was very consistent from for what I was doing. And then I don't exactly know what I just it just made a mistake, honestly, and just didn't really for lack of a better word. And um like I didn't I wasn't really thinking about my start I never think about my start like you never when like a race, you know, you don't think about like the little details. You kind of just are in this like race mode of just mm-hmm. you know getting adrenaline going and, and getting and executing. Um, so I wasn't thinking about my start, but I, I did dive in the water or tried to dive in the water and you know, my hands split apart. Um, I watched the video back and my my whole body went in like tilted and my legs were disconnected from my my upper body and just really like messy start. Um and yeah, like through going through my mind or throughout the, like when that happened, I was kind of just like, well, like, all right, this is, this is it. Like, like, this is, I'm not gonna, like I can't like this, like this small part of the race, you know, dictate, you know, my, my world's you know, debut basically. Um, and it's kind of just getting this, well, not like panic mode, but you definitely get some sort of adrenaline adrenaline rush, you know, uh, and trying to like get in that motion. All right, I got to get back. got to get back up there. Um, and I think that I did a decent job of catching up on that on the 50 mark. And then, you know, as a result of kind of overworking that first 25 and 50, getting, making up that time, um, you know, leg is kind of died out and the arms kind of gave in the last, you know, 25 meters there. Um, but yeah, I mean, going for the race, just, just in the mindset of like, all right, you got to go, like, just roll with it. You know, stuff happens. I finished the race and I was really disappointed, really upset. I was. I, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, this is, I just can't believe I blew that. Like, you know, biggest, biggest race of my career so far, you know, and I just kind of went in there and, and embarrassed myself, embarrassed my team, my country and, and just blew my shot. But, um, remember I, I got out of the water. I was super angry. I walked by, you know, like by the blocks, by the media section. And I waited like in this little, like kind of stair stairway. And I watched the second semifinal race go in. And I remember on the the 50 mark for the second so the second semifinal swim, the 50 splits, and I was like, Yeah, like they're all going fast, like it's over. Like I thought I was done. They finished, and then I was like, I couldn't believe it at first. And I was like going through like the times and saying, like, all right, like I should be eighth place. Like I think I should be eighth place. And then I saw the official results, and I was just really relieved and, and fortunate that I was able to squeeze in there. Um, and it's kind of crazy how like that like I uh, people have asked me like that question how did like you handle that how did you what were you thinking and you know the honest answer is i just i don't really know what happened there but i just had did, did everything i could to you know make up for it and just hope for the
2: best uh, well jack it was personally a very inspirational swim and then your final swim and your fifth day swim it was very inspirational uh, i have done that before um but to see you come back and how you how you handle that and the grit and 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 your calmness and the pressure it's rare mm-hmm. and i was inspired by it so there you go it's also good thanks yeah.
0: and then after like the the semi-final swim and i made the finals like going back to your question i i did a few starts you know in the warm down after that and i was talking to, like all my coaches and they were saying like yeah like don't want to think about it or overthink about it too much you know it's just a mistake, um, yeah. but. It's hard not to think about it like that whole like night and you know the morning i had off i wasn't racing in the morning oh, yeah. so it starts like that night did a few starts that next morning try not to think about it too much um but then like you know finals came i stepped on the blocks and it was all i could think about um just like not messing up the start not messing up the start and you know after like that the start went off for finals you know i uh, it was a smooth like it wasn't a great start but you know it's, you know, all I needed really. And it was, yeah, like I my, kind of had this sense of relief, like, all right, like starts done now, just, you know, do the rest of your race. Like, this is like what you're good at. So,
1: yeah. 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 In some ways, I wonder if that was a good thing for you, uh, you know, going into a world's final is to have only your focus be on the start so that you weren't thinking about anything else happening in the race. You know, there could have been some silver lining there. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, all right. We just got a few rapid fire questions and we'll let you go, Jack. What's the hardest race in swimming? Hardest race swimming. I'd say
0: given, okay. Given I don't swim like two fly or 4am or any of the distance events, I have to say like 200 backstroke is really hard race. I know that like for the backstrokers out there and the swimmers in general, they know that 200 backstroke is really tough race. I don't want to say out of the races that I've done at like a like a like a like a taper meet and rest meet when I was you know ready to go, 200 backstroke was my was my hardest race that I've done. It's really painful. Um, I, I've done the 100 backstroke in college before, and I might do it this year again, but definitely will not be doing the 200 backstroke anytime soon.
1: Me neither, or I can speak for Luke and John the same. Yeah. All right, <laughs> Olympic gold or world record um Olympic gold just because
0: you know world record's awesome I mean why not both but <laughs> I think uh I think Olympic gold because just because like it's 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 forever like the world record yeah like obviously very honestly like any any record you break world record you break is going to be you know or it's going to be really special to you special to everyone else but you know it could get broken again so and that could that title could be taken away from you whereas a gold medal that's it's yours forever. You earn that you achieved that and you can just look back on it. Do you pee in the pool? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I think every every swimmer that says they don't they're lying. Um, I mean, I, I have, since I was a young kid, I still do. I did it today when I was practicing, so I'll be honest about it.
1: As I said, any swimmer that lies or says they don't they're lying for sure. On Instagram, Angela Mont asked us, uh, who's your favorite rival? Favorite rival? Yeah, you got a rival. Yeah, like hey, I'll race. I'll do this.
0: Favorite rival slash like like one of my best friends, <laughs> said Jordan Seeliger. Um he he's like he's a year older than me. And he like when I got my when I got through to my freshman year, he really took me under his wing and now was he was you know, beating me every day in practice by like a really wide margin, and then like, you know, just getting closer and closer to him, and and comparing myself to his, you know, training, his mm-hmm. times, and all that. And it's really special because you know, last last NCs, it was kind of where I was able, we were able to compete together and score points okay. together and contribute to a team together. Um, okay. And you know, one of my favorite memories is getting, you know, racing the hundred freestyle at NCAA's and know him me getting second him getting third and just having that Mm. that moment shared on the podium together um it was the last day of the meet and just being really Mm. proud of 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 him and myself and what we were both able to do for our team
1: yeah that's awesome all right our follower kaihu han wolf wants to know what's the winning time prediction for the four by one free in paris and i might just say is it under 308
0: I think so. I think it's time to get, I think so. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of that race that, that, that relay is really, really fast as we all know across the world. Um, I think team USA has got, got a small glimpse of that, what our true potential is in that, in that race specifically this past summer, you know, three out of the four members in the relay were rookies. That was our first, you know, big international stage and first big international race. Um, so I think, that wasn't a truly our best performance that relay. And I think, you know, this coming up this, this summer, um, you know, whether it's the same guys, different guys, I think as a collective youth is swimming is moving in in the complete right direction and everything they're doing. Um, and I think, you know, everyone's going to be really, really surprised and, and, and proud of what, you know, those, those four, those four guys are going to be able to achieve, um, this Paris. And
1: I just hope I can be part of that, that moment. Well, plus you can do 20 pull-ups now. So, you know, of course you're going to smash Yeah. <laughs> All right. Favorite song uh, pre-race? Do you listen to music? And if so, what are you listening to if it's not T-Swift? Yeah. Favorite song? Um, like every set, every like session at like, you know,
0: NCAAs, Nationals, Worlds, I would listen to uh, Thunderstruck and Kickstart My Heart. Um, just like getting like, yeah, just getting like hyped up. Like I don't li- I don't listen to it like maybe like an hour before my race before warm up when I'm doing like my stretching and like dynamic warm up. So that kind of gets me in the right setting and just like gets me locked in. So those are my go two go to songs.
1: Yeah, can't stop the heart is uh, for sure the best all the time. All right. How what's the uh, what's the Cal Sprint group doing over there? How often are we doing social kick? Oh, we social kick every day. Yeah. The
0: warm up is typically it's typically like we call it like a like a 200 flop which is just like 200 200 loosen 300 loosen and then it may be like a maybe like 200s free 250s free then like a 200 sosh so social kick is definitely incorporated and in i think i believe every single practice that i've done in the past you know two years so it's definitely a big part of, of our success in training <laughs>
1: I, I, I can totally understand. I mean, it's hugely influential. So, uh, Jack, <laughs> thanks for hanging out. Super fun to get to hear a little bit about your story and share some laughs, too. So uh, we appreciate it, man. Good to see you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me. Really fun. All right. That's it for this episode of Social Kick. See you next time. See you. Ya. See ya. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you're enjoying Social Kick, tell your friends about it. And be sure to tell us what you liked by leaving a comment and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Social Kick. And you can find all of our content on our website.